high-end. Welcome to a new episode of the Evolving Media Podcast, the podcast series where we try to make sense of all the changes in the media landscape and how we as producers can adapt and thrive in an ever-changing world. Now, if you find this series interesting, then please consider uh, rating it, sharing it with your friends and your colleagues, commenting on it and uh, subscribing to it. Every bit helps. In this episode, I'm joined by Nicole van Schaik. She's the Director of Development at Doc Society and joins me today to talk about something really important. How we can strive to affect some change, some real change in the world with what we produce and what we create. What we're going to talk about more specifically is the Good Pitch Network and the power derived from planning for impact from the very beginning of a documentary project. Enjoy. Welcome. Nicole, uh, very happy to have you on this podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much, Simon. It's so lovely to speak. The Good Pitch Network. Uh, I mean, as I said earlier on when we spoke about this, I've come across it, but I've never dived into what you are doing over at the Good Pitch Network. Could you open it up a little bit for me and, and for the listeners? What, what are you on about? Of course, yeah. Um, so actually, the Good Pitch Global Program um, was invented about 10 years ago. Like we're celebrating our 10th year anniversary this year, which is very exciting. Um, and it came out of the idea that we felt, you know, as a foundation who funds and supports independent documentary film, we felt that these films could have a longer lifespan than just one night on TV. Like we really felt great documentary films can have a real impact on people. So we thought, why don't we try out a, like a, a simple model where we bring together some amazing filmmakers with organizations from across civil society um, that can use those films in their work to reach wider audiences, but also to really think strategically about, you know, who, sh who should really see these films in order to create change? You know, should it be a policymaker? Should it be all the school children? Should it be, you know, all the parents? Um, so we basically start off very small in Oxford, um, where we brought together seven film teams and about 200 people. Um, and the filmmakers pitched their project and, and also talked about, um, you know, this is what I would really love to do with my film in the world. Like after it's been broadcast on TV and maybe played at the festivals, I would also for it to, you know, be shown to lots of different audiences. And it was just such an amazing like kind of vibe in that room where there were so many organizations who said, finally, there's some independent media that we can use in our film or in our world to kind of, you know, really spread our message you know this is this is a different kind of filmmaking it's not pr it's literally independent storytelling and we all know that it's so powerful to kind of change hearts and minds so since then 10 years ago we've kind of developed that model into a program and each good pitch is now a year-long program where we mentor and train filmmakers to really think more deeply about what it is that they want to do with their film. Um, and then at the end of the program, there's this one day live event where we bring together the filmmakers and they're ready to pitch. Um, and all these organizations from across civil society that we've been talking to for months as well about the exciting selected projects. Um, so everybody who is there on the day um, is kind of ready to get involved and learn more about these films and support them uh, in the best way possible. And so that program 
was developed in the United States and in Europe over the last kind of like maybe six years. Um, and then we started meeting cultural organizers from across the globe who were like, actually, this program could potentially work really well in our region as well. Um, and we were like amazing, you know, because as the organization, as we are, we like to innovate new models um, and, and share that kind of like knowledge and resources with the rest of the world um, where that's applicable. So we started collaborating with different culture organizers um, in Kenya and in India, uh, in Southeast Asia, um, all over the place to kind of share what we had learned about the Good Pitch model and what works so well in the United States and in Europe. Um, and, and those organizations started applying it in their region. And that's kind of how the Good Pitch Network started developing, if that makes sense. Um, and the amazing thing about the program is that um, not only do creatives really use it to its full potential by, um, you know, like reaching other organizations that could use these films in their work, but also reaching new funders that could start supporting these kind of films and impact campaigns. Um, but the global network also, um, you know, all the organizations that have ever been to a good pitch wherever in the world, when we email them and say the next one is coming up, in Brazil, for example, um, those organizations are like, I got colleagues there, you know, they should be coming because they could use films that are made by filmmakers from that region in their work. Um, so it's a really, really proactive and progressive and radical kind of like network um, that really understands the power of film um, and also really understands the power of collaboration because that that's really what Good Pitch is all about. It's about collaborating um, between different kind of like sectors, you know, it's a cross collaboration between filmmakers, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like policy makers, funders, uh, NGOs, campaigners, uh, you think about it, corporates, I mean, everybody comes to that room um, and wants to use media. So it's, it's growing fast and it's still really growing fast because as we see in the current landscape, the media landscape, but also our, uh, our current uh, political uh, and cultural landscape there's so many changes happening and you know we need to make sure that documentary films um, are being made that's our mission as an organization because we love them and we really uh, think you know documentary films are are part of our democracies they are you know they they are standing for our freedom of speech um, so all of that is part of the good pitch program I mean we really see it as a um, you know, as one of those other tools in your toolbox that can be used as a media maker um, to make sure that a your your media uh, and your storytelling has a longer lifespan, but also that it reaches the widest possible audiences and the most targeted audiences in case you want to make an impact, um, and therefore you know creating a kind of more sustainable infrastructure for for documentary film. It's you were talking about this being a new tool in a producer's toolbox to use to get their message out to get perhaps achieve a desired impact, but it sounds like it's a tool that that uh, producers would need to, to to learn how to use to its fullest. I mean, is it a, everyone would like, or I assume that everyone would like for their uh, documentary films to have a strong impact and to actually affect some sort of change uh, in whatever field the, the film is talking about. Is this impact thinking something that should be 
a part of the very first steps of the development process and be like an integral part of how to develop and then produce and then distribute? Is, is it something that should be taken into the very first steps of, of, of a project? Um, I think that really depends on what the film is about. Um, and it also really depends on the film team. Um, you know, the kind of like term of impact and impact production and impact campaigns is quite new still. And um, I feel, um, you know, we, we, we kind of train filmmakers when they are part of our program, but obviously we only have so many spots a year, like per program of film projects that we can select and filmmakers that we can select. So, you know, we, we, we organize, we start like once you're selected, we start off with an impact lab where people can spend like four days with us at like a retreat somewhere really nice. We've actually done three in Finland as part of the uh, Good Pitch Nordic program over the last three years, which was amazing. I love Finland. Those four days really um, kind of help focus on, you know, what film are you making and when is the right time to really start thinking about impact? And, you know, obviously, if you're selected as part of the Good Pitch program, you have thought that through already. Um, and it makes a lot of sense for you to now dive deeper into the project and figure out what your impact strategy should be and who you should be collaborating with, etc. Um, but, you know, like that is part of the thinking when you're making a film. Some filmmakers are already very experienced in how to work with these films and how to, um, you know, they know how to come up with the strategy and, and how, what kind of partner organization should be working on this. Um, so they start, to, sometimes we see that they start thinking about creating impact much earlier on um, in the production process or even in the development process of the film. Um, and then there's other filmmakers who are new to it and, you know, they will only start thinking about it in post-production because they're like, oh, actually, you know, we now really understand the storyline of our film. So, you know, maybe this can do something. So maybe we should really think about that. Um, and then there's others who might not have the capacity because we all know as well how scarce the resources are and, you know, that we all have to kind of come by as film teams uh, as it is. So uh, it really depends on a lot of different factors at what stage people start thinking about, you know, the impact strategy and what that could all mean. Um, but, and there's no right or wrong, you know, it, it depends on what's possible, what's realistic. Um, but, but we would always, we like to work with projects, um, where probably in the production phase, like the earlier, the better, we always say, but it's definitely in production. It's good to start thinking about, you know, what, what would you like to create if you want to create impact with your film? As we all know, money's the traditional money's is drying up a bit regarding documentary films. The old models don't really apply in that sense anymore. And we can't all be or rely on Netflix and HBO buying our, our finished documentaries in the end. So, so I, I'm guessing that the funding part is also a like a big carrot for people looking to to partner up with organizations that might come in with with funding for for a project yeah absolutely and yeah i mean it's not drying up a little bit the traditional funding it's it's decreasing rapidly yeah. you know um we're still very lucky in europe actually um but in the rest of the world you know it's it's going much faster than it is uh, here but we also think that in europe you know in in the next five years there will hardly be any traditional film funding left. And that's exactly why um, 
we as an organization were founded 15 years ago because we were like, you know, in 20 years time, um, there is not going to be any funding left if we, if we don't open up new pots of money. So that's, that's one of our things that we do a lot as well. And the Good Pitch program really helps with that because it demonstrates at a live event, the power of these films to organizations that have never even considered, you know, working with film or even supporting it. So, um, yeah, there is a massive shift happening where foundations and philanthropists are are understanding better, you know, what these films can do in the world and also how they can work with those filmmakers better. Um, and what, what the power of that film is not only in the world, but also maybe potentially for their grantees, um, you know, for their foundation themselves, like if the kind of like mission that they believe in and they support, a film can beautifully add to that kind of portfolio of organizations that they already support. Um, so we are seeing an increase on that side where, um, you know, foundations and philanthropists really understand the power of that and that the need as well to start supporting this work. Um, and then also in the last six months, if we even look at that, you know, just looking at the rise and the extreme rise of populism uh, in the world, um, you know, foundations really, really feel that responsibility of we need to make sure that independent media is secured. So, yes, there's there's a kind of like shift in the funding landscape, if you like. And that doesn't mean that the traditional um, funding sources are not important anymore. They, you know, like they are extremely important, uh, but we, but they need to be topped up, right? So that's the kind of like uh, role that foundations and philanthropists can take. Um, and yes, you're completely right as well. When, you, when filmmakers start thinking about, okay, you know, now I have all this interest from these organizations that want to use my film. Um, yeah, there needs to be money for that too. Um, and again, like the good pitch kind of shows that that's possible too, because some foundations and philanthropists, um, you know, might fund the production of the film. Um, but a lot of them are much more interested in funding the impact work that comes with it because once the film is done, they understand, you know, they can they can see the film and be like, okay, the film is done. I understand the story now and I see the power of it. This is amazing. Let's get to work. Okay, what can we pay for? Could we pay for that educational toolkit that needs to be created? Or can we pay for like X amount of screening somewhere? So then it becomes much more practical, which for some foundations is really helpful. Um, so yeah, but money, as always in our sector, is very helpful and important, but scarce. <laughs> yeah. You said that you are celebrating... 10 years, a decade of good pitch this year. So yeah. if, you, if you're looking back, how do you see it that the field of documentary filmmaking has evolved? I mean, a decade is looking back 2009, and that's that's a long time ago in the development phase of, of documentary films. Yes, and, and we're so excited because, you know, we feel it's a golden era for documentary film at the moment. The filmmakers have become so much more ambitious, not only in their storytelling and their craft of creating these beautiful films, um, but also in, you know, really thinking about how can we make sure that these films are literally having, you know, a longer life than one night on TV. And th there's so much power in that. So we, you know, overall, like next to Good Pitch, we also run, um, you know, like we are a film fund, so we fund film ourselves as well. So we we receive about 3,000 applications a year through our film funds, plus all the good pitch applications. So we have a beautiful kind of BD, B, um, what do you call it? What do you call it? Um, 
a bird's eye view, there we go, um, of, um, of all the kind of like projects that are being created around the globe. And literally we are like, we're just so excited. Filmmakers are really, really crafting some beautiful films. And more importantly, we're seeing many more applications coming in from filmmakers making films about their own, uh, like from their own regions. You know, it's not the kind of Western filmmakers going into the global South anymore, telling the stories that they feel the need to be told. But we see a real rise in the voice of filmmakers um, from the global South telling their own stories. And that's that's even more powerful. And, and you know, that's how it should be. Um, so it's an exciting time. And that exciting time really helps to kind of like build on that momentum of the opportunities that are out there with creating those new partnerships and collaborations. So, with looking at the roles of producers and creators, one thing that I see has become more and more important when it comes to getting a documentary film to reach an audience is to start the conversation with the audience earlier and earlier in the project's life cycle. So, do you feel that over the past 10 years, the roles of producers and creators on the one side and the traditional audience on the other side. How do you feel that that one has evolved? Yeah, I think, you know, the audiences are definitely, have definitely become more proactive. And also, you know, with the kind of rise of social media and, you know, young people definitely, you know, watch a lot of stuff on social media um, and become more active through that as well and, and share their voice through that. So, you know, we just see it as more opportunities. There, there's so many more opportunities to reach audiences in that way and, and engage them with the topics that you're showing in your film. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is very exciting in that sense. Looking back at the 10 years that you've done Good Pitch Network, what, what's your favorite, do you have a favorite, you know, impact story? Like this really made a difference or this really reached the right organizations or the right people? You can't ask me that. That's unfair. I mean, there's so many good stories to tell. I mean, I, you know, I bet, yeah. there is like from amazing films who've created like, you know, who've changed laws, you know, and it, to like, I don't know, to films that have gone into schools and stopped bullying across the country. I mean, there's so many different kind of examples of films that have really contributed in such a powerful way you know i mean i guess i literally have no favorite because i think every film has its own power and does beautiful things in its own way and actually creates real change on that issue area in its own way um but i think you know like looking back so i started doing this work eight years ago um and the first film that I really saw the evidence of, because we measured the impact of the film through different tools, um, was the end of the line. And that was about overfishing, oh, yeah. you know, like a really simple film about overfishing, really demonstrating how horrific that was and what it meant for the world. Um, and, you know, over time, over about, uh, I think it was about over 24 months time, you know, that film created, it was shown to a couple of corporate leaders in supermarkets in the UK, um, and they changed their buying policies of fish overnight to only make sure that their supermarkets were selling sustainable fish. 
And that had a real snowball effect on the restaurants, on the kind of takeaway places. You know, everywhere in the UK, all of a sudden, you could only buy sustainable fish, which is how it should be, right? And I guess that had a massive impact on me because I've never really seen or understood the power of film in that way and seen it measured in that way. So we could actually tell the narrative of, look, this is what actually film can do on, you know, on corporate level, on policy level, on, on, um, you know, to, to citizens. Um, and since then I've, you know, like I've literally seen hundreds of amazing stories. And if you want to, I mean, maybe it's interesting for you and your listeners, there's, um, there's a whole library that we have on our websites where you can see different kind of case studies and short videos on, on impact that different films have created. And we use them as case studies in our labs and stuff um, when we train filmmakers and creatives. Um, and the website is um, impact guide. Uh, no, what is it? Impactguide.org. Um, and that's also where we have all our teachings that we teach at the lab, all the modules that we, that talk about, you know, how do you do impact production? Like, what is it? How do you do it? How do you, you know, create those partnerships? How do you create that budget? How do you find the right team? Um, who is it actually that you need to reach with the audiences? All that kind of big thinking uh, and also the practical info is all on there because obviously at the labs, we can only train so many people and we want it to be available to everybody anywhere in the world um, that wants to work with film. Um, and that website um, has literally been updated again um, we've updated a couple of times over the last few years, um, but it's, we're newly launching it again this month and it's available in four languages, you know, like it's amazing. So anyway, have a look on, on the case studies there and, you know, you make up your own mind about which one is the best one, but I can't choose. I'm like, there are just so many and that's the exciting thing about this work. Yeah, I, I agree. It was an unfair question, but thank you for answering <laughs> it anyway. Uh, listen, so one last question, Nicole, what are you looking forward to the most right now? Oh, so many things. Um, I guess, you know, what feels most pressing at the moment um, is, you know, we're working really hard at the moment. You know, there's a climate crisis, right? And there's a massive rise in populism at the moment. So we really feel that the stories that are being told today can be used much more strategically. So we're working very hard at making sure that we you know, we, we support the right stories either through our film funds or through the Good Pitch program to highlight, you know, the, the current like urgent issues of our time that, that can help or that, that need a boost um, from organizations to get behind them and support them and make sure that it's reached uh, and seen by the widest audiences and the, and the best possible audiences. So I guess that, that it, I'm not really looking forward to anything at the moment, but I feel much more an urgency to become even more strategic, to work even faster, to make sure that we even get more money available to do this kind of work and to make sure that we build a sustainable ecosystem for documentary films. Because if we don't, and and we are in that political landscape at the moment where it's in crisis. So I feel we just need to work harder and better and keep fighting. And luckily, you know, our industry and our sector knows how to do that very well because we've always been doing that. Um, so that is, that is the power of, of our work, um, and of, and of everybody's kind of like work who's, who's telling stories and understanding what these stories can do in the world. So I guess that feels most pressing and most urgent to us. And that's also, I guess, something to look forward to, but we, we just got to get in gear and get in action and start running and everybody should join. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's a. I mean, I feel it's a question also of the world becoming more and more complex, and therefore the need to move on many more fronts at the same time compared to to back in the day, so to speak. Exactly, uh, and storytelling is like one of those beautiful tools. Again, you know, a creative tool that can be used by so many people yeah. to get the message across and to together build towards a more kind of better world. As long as there is life, there is hope. I think. <laughs> Always, <laughs> always. <laughs> Nicole, thank you very much for joining me for this chat. And I look forward to, to talking more uh, in the future. And best of luck with the next 10 years of Good Pitch. Thank you so much, Simon. It was a pleasure.